Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. We have such an amazing show today, guys. I am so excited to tell you that we have a really special guest. I do have to mention that the challenge that we are solving today is quite heavy. Someone anonymously has sent us a challenge that is pretty intense, pretty difficult. And we would like to say that what we are giving here cannot be treated as a medical advice. None of us here is a licensed psychotherapist, and this session cannot be treated as a legal medical advice. This session here is to inspire you, Kate, because it's Kate who has sent us the challenge, to look for alternative ways of healing yourself. And we have brought a counselor today, Cynthia Lamb. Hello, Cynthia. Hi there. To help you, to tell you what's the process that you can go through in order to self-heal and repattern the behavior that you have not been happy with. In a moment, Anna will read the challenge. It is quite a challenge, so you guys uh, be mindful. It's probably not going to be one of the funniest shows that we have and the uh, most entertaining, but definitely an important one. We will be going deeper today. So, Kate, we will have your challenge in a moment. Before we do that, I just wanted to give a short introduction. Who is Cynthia Lamb? Guys, Cynthia is someone very special for me. Cynthia is my teacher. So actually, a lot of wisdom that I have been sharing with you guys here over the 70 episodes that we have already recorded has been what I have learned from Cynthia. So I was a pretty down-to-earth person who at some point really started to search for a deeper meaning in life. And I was also this mom still breastfeeding of a small child. And I was thinking like, how do I do that? I'm living in a foreign country I don't have access to doing any kind of spiritual development here because everything is ongoing in Danish and I was simply not ready or able to do it in Danish. I couldn't also travel to Poland because of breastfeeding still uh, my baby. And I was like, can't I just find something here in English? And literally before Mother's Day, a dear friend sent me a link. And that was a link to a event that Cynthia was running a workshop which had this amazing name heal your shit and I was like wow that sounds so great and then when I started to read through the through the explanation what is it all about I was like I'm going I just wrote my husband and I was like I I have to go there I have to be there and actually I was the only person in that room that you know kind of came from the link (laughs) from the Facebook advertisement so it was like I was a random person there and since I have stuck with Cynthia and I am now a student in Cynthia's program so that was just a short introduction and I am so happy and grateful Cynthia that you have agreed to be a part of this show 
and we will give you a moment to introduce yourself and your method. But I think now is the time to read the challenge so that people know what the challenge is about. Is that all right, Anna? That's that's perfect. And Marta, thank you very much for this uh, introduction because now I also know exactly the story. Although I think I remembered the story, but now when I have it in a nutshell, it's a really beautiful one. And uh, Cynthia, thank you for inspiring a lot of um, so solutions we have provided uh, for our listeners. Uh, maybe you are like that kind of a gray eminence of you've got five options uh, in a the most positive sense. But uh, thank you so very much for being here. And I'm also super excited about uh, today's program. So before I will read this challenge, I hope that Kate, a person who sent it, because we haven't received an email, we only received a, a name that can be easily fake name. So we have no way to reach a person who in reality sent um, this challenge to us. So I really hope that this person is listening. And if not, I hope that she will find this episode or anyone else ever will be able to benefit from it. So here goes the challenge. I have a really bad habit that I am not able to seem to break. You see, many years ago, I was physically and emotionally abused as a child by stepmother for two years. One time I saw my little sister literally dying by drowning until my younger sister had the courage to save her. I believe that because of the trauma, I started to pick my skin acne until I was bleeding. I did not realize until years later through professional help that I was unconsciously trying to cut myself like other people who cut themselves with the, bla with the blades. My family has never fully understood me and I have been bullied throughout my whole life, even by my own family members. I have been struggling with this to stop this habit. Creams, professional skincare, nothing. This is a habit I have had for 18 years now. I still unconsciously pick at myself and I don't even realize that I'm doing this. What do you think I should do? I have seen psychologists, but the habit is not going away, no matter how hard I try. I suspect that maybe I am not able to stop because this pain will always be there my whole life as this habit comes and goes. I have also thought about hiring a, a hypnotist to stop this habit. What are your five options to help me break it? So, And there was a hint I, mm -hmm. I forgot to mention would be great if you could bring a guest who is a psychologist or a hypnotist. So we have decided not to bring a psychologist, first of all, because uh, Kate already writes she has been going to psychologist. And this is what convinced me when I first got in contact with Cynthia. There was uh, many people who have tried psychologists, therapists many times for many years, and they were not getting anywhere. So seeing with my own eyes how people heal with Cynthia has been like, she has to be the one. It's either Cynthia or we are not doing this show. It makes no sense for me. It's really, she has already been to psychologists. She has already been to doctors. And I don't know about hypnosis. I have never tried it myself. And I don't know what a hypnotist could tell us. I think hypnotist could meet her <laughs> uh, directly and, and, hypnotize, uh, and yes. hypnotize her. So I was like, it's Cynthia or, or we will have to say we are sorry and please go uh, directly to a therapist. So, so grateful, Cynthia, that you have agreed to be here. And now please tell us, Cynthia, who are you? 
Thank you so much. It's a joy to be here, and I love a good challenge, so I'm super excited about this show. So I had a spiritual awakening when I was 18, and that kind of changed my life and sent me off on a trajectory where I evolved into a spiritual healer and counselor. And I have now been helping people heal their shit for the past mm, about 30 years. And I love what I do. I feel like I have a level of maybe understanding that sometimes doctors and psychologists don't have. And that allows me to do things a little bit differently. And I think that because I approach things with a very open mind and I don't necessarily look at it the same way that other people look at these situations, that I'm able to help people get a different perspective. So, Cynthia, you have your practice that is called Vibrant Freedom, right? And you have now been with it for about 30 years. Which only makes me uh, want to ask you uh, Uh, how old are you and why do you look so young? Because uh, I am not the best mathematician in the world, but I make some calculations and you look uh, very young, Cynthia. Maybe I will not ask you how old are you, but I would just like to point out that whatever you're doing uh, works also on your physical appearance. <laughs> Thank you. Well, vibrant freedom actually evolved over the last 10 years. I probably started the first maybe 15 years after my spiritual awakening, I was kicking and screaming and really resisting my path. And I had a very low self-esteem and it took me a while to come to it. So it's been uh, a road. I'm a work in progress. And when I was 30 years old, I actually looked very old. I actually had gray hairs and lots of wrinkles, wrinkles around my mouth and around my eyes. I was very stressed out. I ended up getting myself together and really doing my own inner healing work in my early and middle 30s, and that launched me into Vibrant Freedom. What happened when I did my own inner work was I actually stopped aging, and I reversed everything. I actually look younger now, and I'm in my mid-50s. I look younger now than I did when I was 30 years old. I saw some pictures of Cynthia, and I was like, How does it work? Are we in some kind of time machine or what? Really? Excuse me, you are in your mid-50s. Um, guys, uh, there will be a picture that will accompany this uh, this podcast. Um, you look at least 15 years younger. It's It's unbelievable, at least at minimum, because now I have this big gap. But whoa, and you think or you, you would like to say that a part of it, this reverse aging, the, the way your body reacts to the healing is caused by the process you've been going through, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I released my stress. And when I released my stress, everything got easier and my body started to re be able to repair itself. So, so much of aging is due to stress and tension And mainly things that we hold on to are old baggage that creates a heaviness, it creates a weight that causes us a lot of stress. So healing is amazing and it helps us mentally, emotionally, and obviously physically as well. 
So I can confirm that I have now been uh, following Cynthia, like also geographically, like <laughs> going to workshops and retreats with Doesn't Cynthia. Doesn't sound weird <laughs> at all, Marta. <laughs> uh, and I confirm I have seen it many times with many different people. So uh, I am uh, with all my heart into it. And I would like to now start solving Kate's challenge. And uh, Cynthia has prepared five steps to repatterning a behavior. And Cynthia, would you like to introduce the five steps and also the methodology uh, that you use so that we can go ahead and help Kate get some inspiration? Because I want to repeat again, Kate, what I would definitely recommend if you get inspired with this method to actually get in contact with Cynthia because you will only listen to it through a radio and radio recording podcast, whatever. That's not sufficient uh, to get healed. So uh, if that methodology resonates with you, of course, we will have all the material links and everything available for you to get in contact with Cynthia. But Cynthia, tell us about your methodology and the five steps. Yes, thank you. So first of all, let me just talk about a pattern of behavior. What is a pattern? A pattern is something that has been repeated over and over. So you can think about a pattern of numbers, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. It has to repeat many times in order for it to be called a pattern. So a way a pattern is formed, if you think of the first time you ever tied a shoe, you had to really focus. You were very present. You had to think about, oh, I have to loop this string around and I have to push this other string through and I have to pull it really tight. You were probably present when you learned how to tie your shoe or it could be ride a bike or drive a car. First time you're driving a car you're thinking about oh I have to remember to look in the mirror and oh I have to oh I have to turn my head this way and oh I have to remember to turn on the blinker. But then there's a moment where you do it enough times where you don't think about it anymore. It drops from present into the subconscious mind. It becomes a conditioned response, which means you're not thinking about it at all. So when you tie your shoe, you could be having a conversation, you could be doing 20 other things, and you could tie that shoe without even thinking about the string. Or maybe you're driving and you are having a conversation, or maybe you're just drifting off in thought and you arrive somewhere and you think, wow, I don't even remember driving here. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Right. So what happens is, is once something becomes a habitual pattern, you are doing it without consciously thinking about it. So what this means is this person's pattern, Kate's pattern of picking her acne, has gone subconscious. She has done it enough times to where she's not actually thinking about it. Her hand is reaching up and moving on her skin and she might become aware of it as she puts her hand down. So she might be reaching up to her face and scratching her skin. She might not even be aware of it until she feels her hand on her face or until she puts her hand down. And then it's like already over, it's already happened. So this is the problem with habits is that they become subconscious. So what is driving the subconscious behavior? What's going to be driving the behavior is a series of events or beliefs that cause the behavior to start to begin with. So when we're talking about a pattern of behavior, there's actually a lot of things that have to get figured out before the pattern can change. 
Does that make sense? Definitely. And so so far, it makes perfect sense. I'm uh, I'm sorry, but I'm speechless. Please continue. Okay. So let me just give you an example. So let's say the pattern, the habit of behavior is smoking. So someone wants to quit smoking. You've heard people try to quit smoking. They try to quit again and again and again and again. And every time they get stressed out, they just start smoking again. Why? Because it's a conditioned response. It's a habit that has some underlying things that is causing it to stay in place. Now, until a person gets to that underlying stuff, they're going to have a lot of trouble actually changing the pattern of behavior. Same thing like New Year's resolution to lose weight. People will make a resolution. They want to lose weight. They go to the gym. You know, they're gung-ho for two weeks, maybe a month. And then three months later, they're not exercising and they've actually gained weight, right? So what we want to do is we want to get to what is holding that pattern in place. And this is something that is so exciting because it's really easy to do if you understand how it works. So if we take this pattern of smoking and someone is trying to quit, what I would want them to do is to think about when it first started, like to actually close their eyes and get really into it and remember back the very first time they ever had a cigarette and what was going on, you know, what was happening in their life, where were they, who was around. And when they really do that and they can focus in on the feeling, they're going to be able to start to come up with some beliefs that they made at the time. You know, maybe they were at a party with a bunch of kids and they thought that smoking the cigarette would make them cool. That might have been the very first belief that they made. Smoking makes me look cool. I have to smoke to fit in. I have to smoke so that my friends will like me, right? So now they've had two or three cigarettes at a party and they go to another party or maybe they're hanging out with some friends after school or in a park. They light another cigarette. They do it again. By the third or fourth time they do this, now the nicotine's taking effect. And so they're starting to say, oh, smoking relaxes me. Smoking makes me feel good. So some new beliefs are developing. By the time they've had 10, 15 cigarettes, it's now habitual. So a person trying to quit smoking would have to look at these beliefs that they made, like smoking makes me feel good. I'm cool if I smoke. I need to smoke in order to be liked by my friends. They would have to look at those beliefs and decide to change them. You know, like, let's look at this belief, smoking makes me feel good. You know, the reality is, is that it probably really doesn't. Maybe it gives me bad breath or makes my clothes smell, makes my hair smell and causes my heart rate to increase. What would really make me feel good? And then I could come up with some other things that might make me feel better. Maybe I want to smell nice or maybe I want to feel healthier in my body. So... When we're talking about changing a pattern of behavior, the first thing that has to happen is you have to have the awareness of how it started. So step number one is observe the behavior. So you want to notice when it happens, what triggers it, how you're feeling when it happens, and any thought patterns that are running. So that's going to bring your awareness to like what is underlying. And then step number two is heal your shit. <laughs> 
And this is where it gets really exciting. You have to dive deep into your beliefs about whatever's triggering the behavior, identify any of the irrational or limiting beliefs, and then there's going to be a process, which we'll get into later, of applying compassion to really shift and clear the beliefs. There's going to be a lot of self-judgment attached to those beliefs as well. I have a method called the focus method, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, that goes in this step two. Then the third step is to release the old behavior. There's going to be an aspect of your personality that is kind of in charge of this subconscious behavior. And if you see the reasoning behind it, you can find the loving purpose because your personality is always on your side. So the aspect in charge of the behavior is actually going to be somehow supporting you, like making you feel good or having you feel popular and have friends like you. So the aspect in charge of the smoking is on your side. So if you see the reasoning behind it, you can ask this aspect if he or she is ready for a new role. And that leads us to step four. Create a new desired behavior. If the aspect of your personality is ready to make a shift, you can give this part of your consciousness a promotion. You can create a new job description, maybe a new job title. You have to keep the underlying job purpose the same. And then step number five is cultivate the new pattern. So cultivating the new pattern requires applying a lot of compassion whenever the old behavior acts out. You have to understand that changing a new behavior takes time. The old one will pop up again and again, and what will happen is, is that you will catch it quicker and quicker each time as you're cultivating the new pattern of behavior. You repeat steps one and two, observation and healing, every time the old behavior surfaces. And then remind yourself of your new healthy pattern as soon as the old behavior comes to your attention. Acknowledge your aspect in charge of the behavior whenever you're able to do the new behavior. Repatterning takes time and determination. And then you just keep going until the new behavior becomes the norm and the old pattern ceases to surface again. I have heard that methodology several times already, being student of Cynthia, and it is just so beautiful. And it really, really works. I would actually like to ask you, Anna, because you are not as familiar as I am. How easy is it for you to understand the steps? Does it make sense to you? And so on. Just give us a little bit of your insight. I will be honest. It makes a perfect sense for me. And that is because I usually am interested in how the subconscious mind works. I, I read some books. So I am familiar with the topic, not with the specific methodology. And I know a bit about patterns and changing behaviors. And uh, what you have presented, Cynthia, makes perfect sense. I didn't found anywhere uh, as comprehensive method as you just described. The only thing that comes to my mind is that it is a difficult process. I think it's a, a challenging process. And I think that what you need to have as a person is to have an actual willingness. So I think people like Marta who just came to the meeting because they need their shit to be healed and they are at the point when they are ready because it requires your full attention and focus and it will be challenging. So I think this is something that can be life-changing but a person have to be at the moment when he or she says 
I'm ready to do it. I don't want to live with my old behavior anymore. I'm done. But I'm really curious to hear more about it. But would you agree with me that motivation or actually going to that wall when a person really feels like I need to change it is actually a crucial factor in stepping into this process? Absolutely. I think it's the most crucial quality to have. Determination and a tremendous amount of commitment. You have to want it. You have to want it desperately. You have to want it more than you want anything else to be willing to do what it takes. And I would also add that, of course, when I came to the workshop first time and got to meet Cynthia, and when you, Cynthia, presented this, I was like, that makes so much sense. I thought that this, you know, probably this spiritual thing will be somewhere out there. But you presented exactly this comprehensive step-by-step approach that my down-to-earth personality could resonate with because it was really comprehensive and made a lot of sense. And then I was like, wow, Uh, Cynthia was uh, teaching the focus method that we will go into deeply in the second episode, which by the way, is of course perfect because it has five steps. (laughs) So that was also, of course, the second reason why I wanted Cynthia to be here because she already has a process that has five steps (laughs) that she uses. But I would like to say that when when I've learned the focus method, uh, the workshop, I could apply it myself. It was easy enough for me to take it after the two days workshop and heal my shit, you know, do the self-healing. But when you started talking about that this process is quite difficult, I would like to say that it really is amazing to actually have a counselor as someone who can facilitate that process for you, because it happens over and over again. It's not like you are just getting there once and it's like, oh, now I'm cured and healed and, you know, I I can go rock the world. Even though it does feel this way (laughs) at the very first moment, you actually can get such a big release that you can feel like, wow, I just cured myself, you know, it's, it's gone. But it actually, I have to be honest with you guys, it doesn't work this way. Uh, I think, Cynthia, you have also explained it to us very nice that it's like the artichoke that has uh, the layers and it actually takes several iterations before you get to the heart of the artichoke. And I remember this when you said, and sometimes the heart even hurts the most. So sometimes it's like you can feel it's getting better and better. But actually, when you get to the heart of it, it can get really tough. And this is where you have to, you know, stay with that commitment to yourself and apply a lot of love and compassion to be able to do it. So I will tell you guys, the method is pretty simple and you can learn from what you will hear from Cynthia in the next episode. But actually to really get there where you entirely integrate and actually that shit that you are healing does not have control over you at all anymore, that you are in the full control and responsibility, it takes up and down. It takes several iterations. And that's why it's so beautiful to have a counselor who will be there and facilitate the process for you. Especially that experienced counselor has also special energy and has something can create a special space for you where that healing can happen on a deeper level. So it's like with a coach uh, in sports. Of course, you can be a great runner. I don't know, you can run yourself every day and you can be a great runner, but the coach will be there to see what are your blind spots, will advise you on a lot of different things, will facilitate your process. Each and every single great sportsman has a coach. It's exactly the same. Yes, you can do it yourself, but if you really want to make it happen and if you really want to go deeper, if you want to accelerate that process, I would definitely say that having a counselor in this process is so wonderful and really valuable. 
Yeah, uh, I totally agree because, uh, as I said, your method makes a perfect sense and you could see that it's easy to understand, easy to grasp what what will be happening. But then again, if we read 12 Steps uh, Anonymous Alcoholic, it makes sense. It's easy to comprehend and it's easy to follow and understand why you make one step after another. And yet you have your sponsors and yet you have support groups because even if the method is simple and you believe in it, sometimes, or actually most of the times when we talk about things that are really addictive because one thing is a habit and then when chemistry also kicks in like things like alcohol or cigarettes there is also a part of a physical addiction i think that's why it it is sometimes almost required to have a sponsor a counselor a coach and a support group that can also not only hold you more accountable or cheer you up but also send the positive energy so i i totally am convinced that this is more like an opening an inspiration and a teaser but i would definitely advise uh, kate to to actually contact cynthia if she resonates with this yeah totally and i wanted to say elaborate just for the end of this episode that I believe that someone who has tried psychologists and has not got the uh, healing that they need and um, writes a challenge like that to us, I believe that probably that person really, you know, is ready. So I believe that, Kate, you probably have reached your wall where you are really done with repeating that pattern and probably your motivation to actually take care of yourself is there. So... We truly hope that we can help you get that inspiration and that show you this beautiful method. And that will be the end of our first episode. Thank you, Cynthia, for joining us here today. Thank you. We will be back in the episode number two. Kate and all the listeners, you will be able to hear each step in more depth. So thank you and we'll hear you in the next episode. Yes, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all for